0: welcome back today we have a fun one afc record predictions i'm gonna break them up in like three videos so we have afc this video nfc record predictions probably next week and the week after i'll do playoff and super bowl predictions so that should be fun hope you guys enjoy the video leave a like always helps out and let's get into it we start with the afc east and before i go into the divisions i'll give the 2022 standings just to kind of refresh our memories the bills were 13 and 3 first place the dolphins in second at 9 and 8 they made the playoffs actually lost to the bills the patriots were 8 and 9 they definitely threw away a couple games last year literally um the jets were 7 and 10 after a good start so it is a good division overall We'll start with the Jets. This is in no order, obviously, but the Jets, I have them at nine and eight. The question is, is Aaron Rodgers washed? I mean, some numbers will tell you that last year. His age will tell you that. I do like to think he's a bit rejuvenated and should have a good year with the Jets, hopefully, but it does come down to the offensive line. I always talk about Dwayne Brown, 38 years old. Makiah Beckton has not played much since his rookie year, and even then, I think he missed some time as well. So that is definitely concerning. The defense... They're very good, but most defenses do regress. You know, it's very tough to be a top 3 defense, top 5 defense year after year after year. A lot of variables in place there, but I do think the Jets have a very legit defense. Now, their schedule to start the year is very brutal. So, if the Jets got off to a 3 and 4, a 4 and 3, some type of start like that, it would not be too shocking. But if the Jets actually got off to a good start and they were like, I don't know, 4 and 2 or 5 and 2 or something like that, they're going to have a very good record because their second half schedule seems a lot easier. It does suck that with a lot of newness, their first half schedule is very difficult. So that does not line up very well for them, but they have a ton of talent. It seems like Robert Sala is a decent coach, so they should be able to figure things out. But for me, it comes down to the offensive line. Do they stay healthy and can they keep Rodgers upright? Because if they do, the Jets should be fine. So nine and eight, It could get you a wild card spot, but I don't think they win the AFC East. Next, I have the Bills. I have them at 12-5, and so not much of a surprise. They were a 13-win team last year, and that was with technically playing one less game because of the DeMar Hamlin situation. They called the game off, so it could have been 14 wins. But the Bills are, you know, last year they started 6-1. and they were very good. I was all in on the Bills last year. I had Josh Allen in fantasy, Stephon Diggs, I, Gabe Davis wasn't the best investment, but it was working out the first few games of the year. So I was all in with this team last year, started 6-1. and one. Then, of course, the elbow injury to Josh Allen happens in that Jets lost the one at MetLife. And ever since that point, Josh Allen's season took a turn for the worse. He had about a four or five, six-game stretch where he was not the same guy and it definitely impacted this team, and so did the Von Miller torn ACL. That definitely killed this team's defense, killed their pass rush. They definitely needed that in the Bengals playoff game last year. They didn't have it. Now, they have some exciting young players, especially on offense. Dalton Kincaid, the uh, draft pick this year, I believe it was a late first-round pick. Then you have James Cook, who should see more usage this year. Of course, he was behind Devin Singletary last year. Singletary now plays with the Texans, so you have James Cook, any more usage? They brought over Damian Harris from the Patriots, so their running game should be better. That's kind of one of the missing parts of this Bills team since Josh Allen's been playing at the elite level since 2020 is that they don't have like the elite running back. Now, I think James Cook could be that guy. He's very good, very talented. I am looking forward to him this year. Um, But we'll see. Can they have more of a consistent running game with Damian Harris and James Cook this year? Leslie Frazier, their defensive coordinator, is taking the year off. So we'll see how much that impacts their defense. Tremaine Edmonds went to the Bears. So their defense has plenty of great names. Their defensive line is great. They still have the same safety. Tredavious White, Like they should be fine. Matt Milano is still there as well. So their defense... Defense should be fine, but of course, when you're changing defensive coordinators, does that impact things a whole lot? We'll have to wait and see, but I do feel good about the Bills this year. I have them at 12 and 5. Next, I have the Miami Dolphins. I'm going to give them the same record as the Jets. I have them at 9 and 8, which I definitely could see happening. I feel like with the Dolphins, most people are very in on them. I just think there's a lot of risk with this team. Like, if you look at their roster, yeah, it's amazing. If you turn injuries off, I like them a lot. If there was no injuries, let's say it's an injury-free world, I'd probably have them at, like, 11 wins. But the fact that I can't really trust to his health, Teron Armstead got hurt, He should be back for week one, he's saying, so we'll see about that. But even Jalen Ramsey's already hurt. Like, there's so many question marks with this team. And the offensive line depth is not that great. Like, the guys behind their starters are not that great. So if any offensive line injuries happen... Will they be able to keep Tua upright? Can they open up running lanes? That stuff definitely concerns me. But some of the good parts for this roster, right? They were a good team last year. They were 9-8, and and that was despite Tua missing the four or five games, whatever it was, and they were able to stay afloat. And we forget, but with Mike McDaniel, first-year head coach, they started 8-3 and last year. They were very hot, but, of course, the injuries to the quarterback position was really bad. I forget who their third stringer was. Oh, Skylar Thompson. That's the name. Yes. Yeah, so if Skyler Thompson's still on the roster, they have Mike White now behind Tua. So a little, it's another AFC East transaction. That's weird. Damian Harris, Mike White, a lot of uh, in-division moves here. Apparently Tua has bulked up. Will that help him stay healthy? I hope so. I want to see the guy play. Obviously the NFL is better when Tua's is playing. Um, of course, with head injuries, I don't think bulking up will help that, of course, but some of the other stuff, maybe that helps him out a bit. They did lose Mike aseki who also Went to the AFC East, to the Patriots, who we'll get to next. So they lost Gasecki, but they still have very elite weapons, in my opinion. Tyree killed Jalen Waddle. It's very tough to find a 1-2, as good as that. Maybe the Bengals with Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, obviously. But... They still have some good weapons. Cedric Wilson, formerly uh, from the Cowboys, I like him. Braxton Berrios has had his moments with the Jets. Their running back room is pretty talented. You know, they have Mostert. They have Jeff Wilson. A lot of people like A-Chain out of Texas A&M, so we'll see if he makes some noise this year. I still like their defense a lot. I mean, their defensive line is very good. You have Bradley Chubb, Christian Wilkins, and Jalen Phillips, who I was a big fan of. Like, I was very aware of the... Injury concerns coming out of college, but, like, you just watched him, and it's like, man, this guy should probably be a top-ten pick. And I do think – where they take him last year or two years ago? 18th overall. So – A fair place to take him based on the injury concerns, but he looks very good, so I hope he stays healthy. Um, You still have, you know, Javon Holland back there. Xavier Howard, who I did see was in the news for something not too good. I'm not sure if there's going to be some type of suspension, but apparently it's something. I forget what he did, honestly. It wasn't good. Something with females, and I saw a video of some girl beating his car with a bat. So something bad happened there, but hopefully Xavier Howard's okay. Because if he goes down, your cornerback one is Eli Apple. And as a Giants fan, I know how that goes. So, you know, that's definitely concerning as well. But Jerome Baker, David Long at linebacker, like, I do like this team's defense. They, they look very good there. So can they thrive on the explosive plays once again? Can Tua stay healthy? Those are the big questions. I think 9 and 8 is a pretty conservative record prediction for them, so I'll stick with that. The Patriots, I feel bad saying it because I, I think they're, like, a pretty good team. But it's such a tough division, and somebody's got to take the brunt of it. So I have the Pats at 7 and 10. It may not happen. I could see eight, nine wins, no doubt about it. But seven and 10 is what I'm saying. I do like Bill O'Brien coming here. Um, He's going to help Mac Jones a lot. I think in my last video I talked about that. Oh, yeah, I talked about the five players that are kind of entering, like, make-or-break seasons. I put Mac Jones in there. Bill O'Brien's impact will help a lot. Bill O'Brien has had plenty of success in Houston, not as a GM, obviously, but with quarterbacks that were not as good as Mac Jones. Brian Hoyer, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Case Keenum. Not Matt Schaub. Who else was there? I don't know. Just guys that were just not that good. Oh, Brock Osweiler. He had a nine-win season with Brock Osweiler, so keep that in mind. So I do think Mac Jones is in shape. Well, he's in shape, but I was going to say he's in position for a really good year. And I, you know, I was just talking about Mac Jones in better shape. He came into the NFL. We all saw the shirtless picture with the cigar. He didn't look like the most in shape guy. He's definitely taking better care of his body. So Mac Jones has set himself up to have a you know career year. It's a big year for him, obviously. The new weapons, they have Juju Smith-Schuster, Super Bowl champion. Ezekiel Elliott as the RB2 now. Mike Gusecki at tight end, who we just talked about with the Dolphins. So, some new weapons there. Jacoby Myers left, of course, but I feel like Juju and Jacoby are kind of the same guy, slot receivers, and, you know, I'm sure they'll figure that out. But, you know, for Zeke and Ramondre, I do like that combination. Like, I, I know Zeke has a very stained reputation at this point, but I think Zeke is still useful in the NFL, I think a lot of it comes from fantasy football because we wanted to see Tony Pollard play so badly, and you have Zeke over here with three and a half yards per carry. But Zeke is still good. He's a great pass blocker, a great goal line back, short yardage back. Like I feel like him and Ramondre Stevenson are just a great combination for like a real NFL team. Not good for fantasy, but for real NFL definitely gonna help there um Christian Gonzalez rookie cornerback how how good is he in year one that's definitely big for this defense and their offensive line it's still good but you know right tackle you have Riley Reeve, who I think is 34 now like how you know can he really stay upright the entire year is he still good Cole Strange did struggle his rookie year but how does he bounce back in year two even Trent Brown I think has had his injury history in the past so yeah their offensive line's a bit concerning but like I feel like they'll figure it out they always do their defense still looks good on paper you know Jawan bentley had probably his best career season last year adrian phillips and kyle duggar at safety i like defensive line as uche barmore judon like that's a very good combination right there it just comes down to christian gonzalez once again that's the most concerning part is like can the rookie? Hold his own on the outside. You also have uh, Jalen Mills, who can play, you know, safety and cornerback, which definitely helps out a lot. There's a lot of Joneses in their cornerback room. Marcus Jones, you have Jonathan Jones, who should be the opposite starter of Christian Gonzalez. And, of course, Jack Jones, who uh, got himself in some trouble this offseason, but he's still at practice. Court dates have to settle this thing out. I have no idea what's going to happen, but right now he's playing, so yeah, I could be wrong. I'm kind of expecting to be wrong, but I have the Pats at seven and ten the aFC North is next uh should be another very highly competitive division last season. the Bengals were in first at twelve and four Ravens in second at ten and seven. The Steelers at nine and eight were in third, and the Browns at seven and ten. So I'll start with the Steelers. Um, I do like this team. I made a video about them probably like a month and a half ago. Like, I think we're kind of underrating this team. I think that could be really good. Of course, Kenny Pickett may bra- break out in year two. And they made some sneaky good pickups. Not the type where it's like, oh my god, the Steelers had this amazing offseason. But you look at their pickups. Patrick Peterson, I mean, yeah, he was... He's old. But he still played pretty well for the most part last year. Isaac Samalu from the Eagles, a great guard. They got Allen Robinson from the Rams for like... Probably nothing. I don't think that trade was much at all. And a couple linebackers. He landed Roberts, who I think had a career high in tackles last year. Cole Holcomb from the um, Commanders. Now, can he pick it? Can he take the next step? That's kind of the big thing with this team. They have the weapons, in my opinion. You still have guys like Deontay Johnson. You still have Pat Fryermuth, George Pickens, Allen Robinson, Najee Harris, even Jalen Warren. Like, they have good players receiving wise on this team. And we know Mike Tomlin always gets the most out of his rosters. I think this team is going to be over 500 because that's kind of a given. It's like the free space in bingo. Like, if you are doing record predictions and you have a Mike Tomlin coach team, just say over 500. That's the free space right there. Their defense is, you know it's still pretty good. I like Joey Porter Jr. a lot. I'm surprised he even fell to the second round. It was a great fit for them. Happy they got him. But defensive line, you know, Alex Highsmith, I think, got a big contract recently. Cam Hayward still playing at a very high level. TJ Watt, obviously, one of the best. Minka Fitzpatrick, still a free safety, one of the best ball hawks in the league. So defensively, yeah, they should be fine. Offensively, I mean, I think they're a better unit than most people are expecting. So I guess their offensive line, you could say, is a bit concerning their tackle positions specifically. But if that works out, then I think they'll be fine. So I have them at nine and eight in this tough AFC North. Next we have the Cleveland Browns, and I'm going to call an audible here. You know, use football terms. So I had them at eight and nine, but I do like this team a lot. I'm going to say nine and eight. I'm going to give them an extra win. I'm going to bump a win off of another team in this division just to make it fair, which may piss off that fan base. But I, I like the Browns. I will admit I like the Browns. I have them at nine and eight. Um, I do believe in the Deshaun Watson bounce back I think it happens it was tough last year the guy had no rapport with any receivers at all came back late in the year it was cold as hell like I, I get it like it's tough situation there they made some nice additions Dalvin Tomlinson you know know him as a Giants fan really good player uh Juan Thornhill from the Chiefs you added Elijah Moore from the Jets plenty of talent there Marquise Goodwin can definitely catch a few deep balls a year Jordan Aikens Zadarius Smith, a nice add, and even Rodney McLeod, who's still playing. I think he was playing with the St. Louis Rams, so he's been around for a long time, but good veteran safety there. And the thing I like the most about this team is, like, when you talk to football old heads, they always say, you gotta build your team in the trenches. And, like, if you use that type of philosophy, like the Browns should just murder teams this year because their offensive and defensive line is very good. Like, let's go down the line here. So, defensive line, Miles Garrett, Shelby Harris, so I didn't even know was on the Browns. Like, he's a really good player. He's a bit older now, but still very good. Dalvin Tomlinson, Zedarius Smith, that's a very good defensive line right there. Then, offensive line, left tackle, Jedrick Wills, who, yeah, hasn't been... What was he, the 10th overall pick? I don't think he's lived up to that, but he's been an above-average left tackle. You have uh, Batonio, Teller, Conklin on the offensive line. Their center, who's their center? Ethan Pokic. I don't know too much about him, but he did great out very well. 78 uh, PFF grade last year, so maybe I just don't know ball like that. Weapons-wise, they're in good shape. You still have, you know, DPJ, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Elijah Moore. Amari Cooper was great last year, even with without Deshaun Watson for half the year. Nick Chubb at running back. I think Nick Chubb is going to have a phenomenal year. Now, I have a couple high draft picks in fantasy. I don't have the balls to take him, like, second overall. But, like, I am all in on Nick Chubb this year. I think he's going to have probably lead the NFL in rushing and probably even rushing touchdowns. I can see that, too. So, I think Nick Chubb balls out this year. I still like their corners. Greg Newsome, I think, is in year two. Three. Wow. Okay. Year three for Greg Newsome. You have Denzel Ward, who probably had his worst year last year, but I think he'll be fine. I like Ousu Koromoa, linebacker, very exciting player. And I've always been a Stefanski guy. People say I look like Kevin Stefanski, so maybe it's that. I know my one friend used to say that. I kind of look like Kevin Stefanski. I don't know if I see it, but if you do, let me know in the comments. But um, yeah, I do like this team. I could see where it goes wrong, obviously. That's kind of why I had them at uh, eight and nine at first, but The more you see, like, the practice reports and and preseason, blah blah blah. Like, I just feel like Deshaun Watson's gonna get back to that old Houston form. I could see it happening, so I have him at nine and eight. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe this team's a disaster, but I will say 9 wins for the Cleveland Browns. Next, the Cincinnati Bengals. I have them at 10-7. and seven. Um, There are some concerns. Of course, when Joe Burrow went down, you're like, oh, my God, they're going to be a 5-win team. But turns out he's okay. It might be like a grade 1 calf strain. I forget if they gave the official diagnosis, but... By all accounts, he should be back for week one, even if Jamar Chase or, or Dr. Chase thinks he should be back for week five. But um, So I think he'll be back for week one. Maybe it kind of impacts his mobility, but I think he'll be there. Um, they did get Orlando Brown Jr. from the Chiefs. It was kind of like a one-year rental. They got Nick Scott from the Rams, who I do like, Sidney Jones, Irv Smith. However, they did lose some good players. They lost Jesse Bates. They lost Devon Bell. So two starting safeties. Hayden Hurst, their tight end. Eli Apple, like whatever. But Samaj P. Ryan, too like he's good when joe mixon's out so that's kind of like some impactful losses there especially jesse bates i remember they did draft miles murphy big fan of his like i could see where it goes wrong but i loved him like i do hope that pick works out for them their defense still looks really good even with jesse bates gone like their defense still looks amazing logan wilson's a great linebacker like their corners mike Hilton's still a really good slot corner chadobia was amazing last year can he replicate that i don't know But Awuzie is still 28 years old. So, like, I feel like he's not going to drop off tremendously. He'll be fine. Um, Trey Hendrickson, BJ Hill, Miles Murphy, and Sam Hubbard, who's, like, very consistent every single year. So their defensive line also is very good. Like, it's not – like, them versus the Cleveland Browns offensive line is an interesting debate. I would still take Cleveland because you still have Miles Garrett, who's the best out of all of them. So I would probably take the uh, Browns' defensive line, but the Bengals give them a bit of a run for their money. The offensive line for the Bengals, it's it's okay. Like I don't mind it. Jonah Williams shifts to right tackle with Orlando Brown being there. Um, Ted Karras at center. I've always liked him. Alex Kappa, and of course you have the amazing weapons of T. Higgins, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, always in the slot. Joe Mixon at running back, not much depth behind Joe Mixon this year, but I think they'll be fine. Mixon usually plays every game or close to it, so not that big of a deal, but I'm surprised they haven't really brought in, like, a Kareem Hunt or a Leonard Fournette, which I don't even know if Fournette would help a team at this point, but still. And also, can their safeties step up? You know, Nick Scott's a guy I like. He had a really good playoff run with the Rams a couple years ago. And, of course, Dax Hill, who played last year, he was okay, but he has to step up now, obviously, with the departure of Jesse Bates. I think the Bengals made a financial decision there of like, okay, we'll let this guy go. We have a guy on a rookie contract, and hopefully Dax Hill can step up and kind of do what um, Jesse Bates was doing in Von Bell. It it's, might be tough, obviously. So, yeah, I'm going to have them at 10-7. and 7. They could be better, obviously, but I think 10-7 is where I'm going to fall with the Bengals in 2023. And lastly, the Baltimore Ravens. This was the team I bumped a went off of, so I have them now at 8-9. and 9. I feel like them and the Browns, it's a a real debate. Like, I really don't know who to put. Like, leave in the comments. Do you like the Browns more this year or the Ravens? I think, like, I can go either way on this one. So anyway, they're just a tough team to judge because when Lamar's cooking and he looks great, like, this team's amazing. But when he's hurt, obviously, and it's down to, uh, is it Tyler Huntley now? Who's their backup quarterback? It is Tyler Huntley, but who was the other guy? They had some other guy. I forget his name now. Oh, I was thinking of Brett Huntley. Okay, I'm lost. Yeah, I was thinking of like the Packers backup, Brett Huntley. Okay, different person. So Tyler Huntley was the backup last year. New offensive coordinator, Todd Monkin. It's a big thing for this team. Like Greg Roman has been complained about for a long time with Ravens fans and whatnot. Like his offense didn't tailor uh, Lamar Jackson enough. But now, a new offensive coordinator who likes to be up tempo, no huddle, has good receivers, OBJ, Zay Flowers, who I love. Like he was probably one of my favorite wide receivers in the draft. Obviously JSN was higher for me, but like he was he was right there. Zay Flowers, big fan of his Nelson Aguilar even was added. Rashad Bateman's still here. Mark Andrews, probably the second best tight end in football. So I think the Ravens offense can dictate a lot this year. Like if you get healthy Lamar and this offensive coordinator Todd Monkins like a you know really big help for this team, I could see the Ravens being like the surprising eleven twelve win team. But if things kind of stay the same and Lamar gets hurt again, which I think Lamar maybe could have played last year, maybe it was a contract thing, I don't know. But, you know, Lamar has to play a full season, of course, as, you know, I couldn't even remember the backup quarterback's name, so that tells you everything you need to know right there. Their defense was third in points allowed last season, which is really good. So we were kind of wondering, like, what they're going to be like with Don Martindale gone. Well, turns out they were fine. So if they keep that up, they'll be in a great position there. Marlon Humphrey had this recent procedure, they called it, I don't know what it is, maybe it's like a burst appendix or something, I have no idea, but his status for week one's up in the air, but he should not miss a lot of time, if any, so hopefully he's there. They did sign Jadavian Clowney, like yesterday, or maybe two days ago, so that's interesting. I don't know what Clowney has in the tank at this point, but you might as well see what you got there. Um, I'm interested in Kyle Hamilton in year two, and I'm hoping he's great because I actually won this, not one, but it was like a signed jersey of Kyle Hamilton. It's one of those like mystery box things. It's like, if you've heard of it, you know what I'm talking about. If not, it's, you kind of get like a mystery box. It's like a small box and there's a jersey inside of it. You don't know who it's going to be, what player it's going to be. It's like you're picking a random jersey. So I picked the box, opened it, got Kyle Hamilton, my friend who also bought one with me. Got another Ravens player. Of course, it was Lamar Jackson, so I'm jealous. But yeah, hopefully Kyle Hamilton's really good. Obviously, Roquan Smith was a big pickup for this team last year. He played tremendously for them. Um, Patrick Queen even looked better last year. There's some nice secondary depth here. I do like them there. I mean, I mentioned Kyle Hamilton. Rocky Yassine, I like him. Marcus Williams, the former Saint, very good player. Ronald Darby, who may still be good, maybe not. I don't know. We'll see how he looks this year. And of course, Marlon Humphrey. So like, there's good depth there in the secondary. I do like that about this team. Their defensive line's not dominant like it used to be, but I feel like the Ravens always find ways to generate pressure. I don't have that much of a concern, but Tyus Bauer, um, Owe, which I don't know whether to call him Madafe Owe or Jason Owe, but. Oh, way. we'll call him that. Michael Pierce was brought back, who I don't think has been healthy in a while, but he's only 30, so maybe he's still fine on the interior defensive line. And their O-line looks pretty good. You know, Stanley, Linderbaum, Zeitler, Moses. I don't know who their left guard is right now. It's either John Simpson or this guy with three different names that I, I'm not going to try and pronounce. He was a six-round pick in, of this past draft. So left guard might be a bit rough there for the Ravens, but the rest of their spots look pretty good. And of course, J.K. Dobbins, I like him a lot. Like, I don't know if I want him in fantasy this year because he does not catch a lot of passes, but once again, real NFL, J.K. Dobbins probably has a really good year. So, yeah, I I don't know how to feel about this team and the Browns. I just feel like they're so close. Like, you can give either of them nine wins or the other one eight wins. Like, I don't know. I I really don't know how to feel about them. I do feel good about the, you know, the Bengals being in first place. The Steelers should be a solid team. I like them at, like, nine or ten wins. Like, this is a very good division, so I don't know where to go here, but... Once again, let me know in the comments. The AFC South is up next. You have the Jaguars last year at 9-8. They made such a great push in the second half to overtake the Titans. They won that last game to win the division, so they were 9-8 first place. The Titans completely fell off last year. They fell to 7-10 second place. The Colts were 4-12-1 with Matt Ryan. Didn't go too well. Texans were 3, 13, and 1. No surprise there. So first place, we're going to have the Jaguars, 10 and 7. They were a bit of a surprise. I think we all figured they'd be a better team. They, you know, had a bunch of big free agent signings. Christian Kirk, Aluakon, um, was it Brandon Sheriff or Norwell? One of those guys went there as well. So some big signings for them. They definitely looked really good in the second half of the year. Uh, Trevor Lawrence specifically. They did lose Cam Robinson, their left tackle. Suspended four games. I think it was some PED things, so... Walker Little, a guy out of, I think, Stanford, did not play much in college. Can he hold it down for a month at left tackle? I don't know. must be weird to have a last name Little and be like 6'7 or 6'8, whatever he is. Kind of interesting. Anyway, um, they added Calvin Ridley to the mix. He looks great. We've seen him run routes in practice, make big catches in practice. He played against the Cowboys in uh, preseason week one made a couple catches. He looks good. I, I can't trust him in fantasy completely, but like in terms of like the Jaguars, like he looks really good right now. So Kyle Ridley, really definitely exciting there. Their defense is really talented. They're super young though. My gosh, like Andre Cisco, 23 years old. Devin Lloyd, 24 years old. Tyson Campbell, 23 years old. Levon Chason, just turned 24 years old. Josh Allen, is kind of the veteran here, 26 years old. So he's old. And you have your veterans, Rayshon Jenkins, Alua Khan, I think was, maybe have led the league in tackles last year. He's very good at that. I forgot Trayvon Walker too. I think he's 22. 22 years old, Trayvon Walker, first pick last year. So they are so young, so talented on defense. That's exciting. They're going with a rookie right tackle, Anton Harrison. He was the first round pick, 28th overall out of Oklahoma. So I mean, yeah, their offensive line's a bit of a concern. Even Brandon Sheriff, they didn't grade out that well last year. He had the worst year of his career based on PFF, grading a 60 grade which usually he's like in the 70s 80s so a little concerning there but their weapons are really good christian kirk slot receiver calvin ridley on the outside zay jones on the other side you have evan engram at tight end got the extension this offseason that was good to see Travis Etienne, Tank Bigsby as your running backs. And of course, Trevor Lawrence, the generational quarterback. I think with a coach like Peterson, they'll figure it out. Even if the offensive line is not great, they'll just do enough to to make things work there. They can get Lawrence on the move. And Trevor's one of those guys who can be on the move and still throw the ball 60 yards on a rope. So it's not really much of a big deal there. So they're an interesting team. They definitely play in a pretty bad division. So that helps out a lot. So I will have the Jaguars at 10 and 7. Next, the Tennessee Titans. I have them at 8 and 9. I could see them being better, so maybe I'm wrong. But they started 7-3 and three last year. It looked like the division was a complete wrap. And then, of course, the Jaguars went off in the second half, and the Titans could not find a way to win a game. So they lost their last seven games. That was pretty rough to see there for them. So they finished 8-9. and nine. Their quarterbacks were Malik Willis and Joshua Dobbs, so a bit tough to win there with those guys. Um, their offense added DeAndre Hopkins. Derrick Henry's now 29 years old, so they have some veterans who – are still good, but do they fall off at some point? I've seen the meme of like the uh, Titans are where wide receivers go to die. Um, I saw Randy Moss was a Titan at one point to end his career. I did. I remember he ended with San Francisco, but I think before he went on like his brief retirement, he was with the Titans last. I think I could be wrong, but something like that happened. Andre Johnson was there too, and someone else. I feel like Eric Decker may have been a Titan for a year or two. Maybe it was him. They have Traylon Burks, of course, the second-year receiver, who I think got injured in practice recently, but I don't think it's anything too big, so don't worry about that. He, of course, showed some flashes last year. Defensive line still very good, anchored down by Jeffrey Simmons. They still have great safeties, Bayard, Hooker, Their corners, I mean, they're young and talented. Christian Fulton, 24 years old, and Roger McCary is, I think, what is he, 22, 23? He's 23. And if Caleb Farley can make it back with the back injuries, which sucks to see, um, he's very talented too, so that's another guy. They even have Sean Murphy bunting Elijah Molden. Like, their secondary is really good. They are really good, so I have no concerns there at all. Harold Landry comes back after missing last year, so that's good to see. It just comes down to Tannehill. Like, can Tannehill stay healthy? can he still look good like he did back in 2019 2020 if he does like yeah they can definitely give the uh they can give the jaguars a run for this division no doubt about it their offensive line scares the hell out of me like yes they added peter skaronski in the draft 11th overall that's big But Andre Dillard's your left tackle. Like, that is really concerning. I mean, their offensive line is like unrecognizable these days. So I think they'll be a solid team. Maybe in this bad division, they get to nine wins, but I'm going to have them down at eight and nine. Next is the Houston Texans. I have them at five and 12. It's a new era. They have D'Amico Ryans on like a six year contract, which, hey, good for him because they fired two coaches in back to back years. So, I mean, get some stability. Um, Quarterback CJ Stroud taking second overall. Of course, they traded back up and took Will Anderson at number three. So, uh, one of the rare, you know, occurrences where you'll see a team have two picks in the top three. I think they'll compete a lot in games, but I feel like they're one of those teams. It's gonna fall short a lot of games too. Like they'll compete, they'll be in like these, you know, close games fourth quarter, but they just can't pull them out. It's gonna be that type of team. I feel like like their offense could. Low-key be kind of solid, like especially if Stroud's good. Their offensive line's not that bad. Of course, Laramie Tonsil's there. Kenyon Green, I think, in year two now. Juice Scruggs is a rookie out of Penn State. Shaq Mason, of course, with the Patriots. Tons of good seasons there. Titus Howard's hurt right now, but I think he'll be back for week one. Their offensive line could be good. I could see that being the case. Wide receiver-wise, you know, weapons-wise, I mean, Damian Pierce at running back's fine. Nico Collins could be a nice breakout player this year. Tank Dell was definitely big in that Patriots preseason game. Um, John Mechie's back, of course. That's great to see. Noah Brown, Robert Woods, the veteran Dalton Schultz was signed from the Cowboys. Yeah, they have some guys that can make some noise here. Um, Is C.J. Stroud going to have some struggles? I'm sure he will. Most rookies do. We saw in the first preseason game he was... Continuously under pressure, so that was kind of rough to see. Their defense, I mean, another like it's okay, it could be a lot worse. Will Anderson, of course, a lot of potential there. They, they bring in Sheldon Rankins from the Jets, Denzel Perriman, a veteran linebacker who's pretty good, Christian Kirksey, same thing. A big piece of this defense is Derek Stingley. Can Derek Stingley have a good year two? Definitely a very up and down year one, but. Their secondary looks, you know, pretty nice depth-wise, especially like Steven Nelson's there too, a good veteran. Desmond King's still there. Uh, Jimmy Ward, Jalen Petre I liked a lot out of the Baylor a couple years ago. So yeah, I could see a world where the Texans are like a 7-win team and kind of surprise us, maybe 8. But I think for the most part, as I said, they're going to be in a lot of games, but I feel like they'll drop a lot of games late kind of happens sometimes with the young quarterback the first year head coach it could be the case here maybe they get lucky and things break their way I don't know but I have the Texans at five and twelve next I have the Colts or last I have the Colts four and thirteen um hurts to say as a big Anthony Richardson fan like I feel like the old me would probably be like oh the Colts might win eight games or something like that but as you mature you realize like hey a lot of times these situations do not go as you want them to go <laughs> of course with a Inexperienced, a very inexperienced rookie quarterback who did not start many college games. There will be some growing pains. We saw it already in the Bills game. All right, he had the great throw to Alec Pierce, but he also had the terrible interception in the RPO. May have been the wide receiver's fault, I don't know, but there are gonna be some growing pains, obviously, with the Colts, and even another first-year head coach of uh, Shane Steichen. So, of course, I could see the world where Anthony Richardson hits the ground running and looks amazing and is like rookie year RG3. It could happen, but I think the most likely outcome is like turnovers and just... Missing throws and stuff like that—that's gonna happen. He'll make the you know handful of jaw-dropping plays every week too. That's gonna be fun. Like the Colts may suck, but they're gonna be fun because they have a unicorn at quarterback. That's pretty much all I can say. They lost some good free agents. The Giants got a couple of them: Bobby Okereke or Okereke, um, Paris Campbell. They lost Stephon Gilmore as well. Went to the uh, another NFC East team, the Cowboys. Like there's still some talent on this roster. Does Jonathan Taylor come back? I don't know. Michael Pittman's still there. Quentin Nelson, Ryan Kelly, Braden Smith. There are some pieces on the offense where, like, yeah, they're pretty good. But I think for the most part, with especially a young quarterback in Richardson, there are going to be some obvious errors and mistakes that are going to happen. Defensively, I mean... Not very good. Quiddy Pay, DeForest Buckner, Shaquille Leonard's a big one. Does he bounce back? If he bounce backs, if he bounces back to the guy he was back in like his rookie year, or first three years, first four years. That might be another win or two right there. Like, he's so good when he's healthy, but last year barely played. I think he played like three or four games last year, so that was tough to see. So if they get Shaquille Leonard back, full strength. The secondary, I mean, not the best. You know, Julius Brents was their second-round pick, a tall, lanky corner. That's interesting to see how that translates. I like Julian Blackman. I've liked him for a while, but he's not like a spectacular player. Kenny Moore, the opposite corner. Nothing great in the secondary, unfortunately. So maybe Julius Brents is awesome. We'll see. Like for this defense to be good, you're gonna have to have Julius Brentz be like Tariq Woolen last year, and you're gonna have to have Shaquille Leonard play like Darius Leonard from the past. Like that kinda has to happen if the Colts are gonna have a good defense. If it doesn't happen, which is the most likely outcome, this team won't be very good. So I do hope they surprise people, but I have the Colts at four and thirteen and Yeah. Last, the AFC West. Last year, it was the Chiefs at 14 and 3, the Chargers at 10 and 7, the Raiders at 6 and 11, and the disappointing Broncos at 5 and 12. I'm going to have the Chiefs at 11 and 6. They have new tackles, which of course is concerning, but they're pretty good names. Donovan Smith, Jawan Taylor. Um, Donovan Smith, think about that. He's been with Tom Brady and now Patrick Mahomes. Like, imagine retiring one day and telling your kids, yeah, I was, you know, protecting the blind side of Brady, Mahomes. No big deal. Pretty cool. Um, the wide receiver weapons are concerning. Juju Smith-Schuster, we went over, went to the Patriots. So Sky Moore, got to step up. Kadarius Toney has to be healthy and step up. You still have Valdez, Scantling. I mean, maybe he's, he's fine. He'll make, you know, a few big plays for you. They had an average defense in 2022. It kind of ranked in like the middle of the pack in most areas, but that's kind of all they need. Like Steve Spagnolo does a pretty good job given the You know, lack of talent in some areas. Of course, having Mahomes and Kelsey and all those guys and even Andy Reid helps out a lot. But as long as their defense is not, like, crappy... They'll be, they'll be fine. Like, you just need an average defense. There are some interesting young players on this team. George Karloftis, I believe, was a rookie this year. Edge rusher, maybe he makes some noise. You know, Chris Jones, of course, is there. There's young, talented linebackers there. Willie Gay, Nick Bolton, Leo Chanel kind of fell in the draft. People did not expect that for the most part. Uh, Trent McDuffie as well. So if Mahomes ever miss a lot of time, like, yeah, they're screwed, but assuming he's healthy and Kelsey's healthy, they'll be fine. I could see 11 wins for this team. I have the Chargers next at 10 and 7. It's all about health, as it always is for this team. Um, can J.C. Jackson get back from this patellar tendon injury, which always sounds serious. I know that's like the Victor Cruz injury, so that could be rough. Um, but if he's back and you get Joey Bosa back and you get Slater back and you get all these good players playing like full-time, the Chargers are very good. Like They're very good on paper. And their new um, offensive coordinator should help out a lot. They were in that Lombardi offense last year where it was just very outdated, but now they have Kellen Moore, who, let's be honest, the Cowboys, this, Like I know they... Always come up short in the playoffs, but their offensive numbers under Kellen Moore were so good. So I don't know why they let him go. Which it feels like a mistake, but as a Giants fan, I'm fine with that. There are a ton of receiving weapons still. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Gerald Everett. Um, you got to include the running back, Austin Eckler. They even took a receiver in the first round, Quentin Johnston, so that's pretty big. Do they have a natural running game? That's the problem. Like, Austin Eckler, not a between-the-tackles guy. He can do it, but you don't want to put him through that 20 times per game. You know Joshua Kelly, guys like that, can they step up? We kind of seen that in the past. I feel like Jonathan Taylor would be so good for this team. It would take a lot of, out of um, out of Austin Eckler, of course, but I feel like this would be such a good team for that. But not gonna happen. I don't think they have the salary cap space. They added Eric Kendricks, who's now 31 from the Vikings. He used to be so good in pass coverage. He's kind of fallen off in that category, but still, he might be good. We'll see. They add that to Kenneth Murray. They drafted Diane Henley. I liked him a lot. So. We'll see if he makes an impact in year one. But you still have good veterans here. Khalil Mack, you have, you know, Austin Johnson was a former Giant. I liked him. Sebastian Joseph Day, Joey Bosa, Asante Samuel now, he's... He was awesome last year. Derwin James, of course, I believe he stayed healthy for the most part last year, but he is a big injury concern in his own right. So on paper, yeah, they're awesome. Uh, Justin Herbert's awesome, but can they be healthy? That's the big question. And how much does Kellen Moore impact this offense? I think it's going to help out a lot. They'll have a ton of big plays, explosive plays, and with Herbert's arm, anything's possible. So I think the Chargers could be a 10-win team in 2023. Next, I have the Broncos. Interesting team. Sean Payton taking shots at his, uh, you know, predecessor, so that's pretty interesting there. But I have them at eight and nine. You know, I, I could see a-, a world where they're good. They could be a ten win team or something like that. But just so much went wrong for them last year. Um, Tim Patrick's already out for the season. Like, just I don't know. I-, I just could see where it goes wrong. And I, I don't have like some people have full confidence that Russell Wilson's going to be like the same guy in Seattle. I'm not there. I've always loved Russell Wilson. I thought he'd be great last year didn't work out at all. I know the scheme was very bad and Russell Wilson might be still very good, but like for instance, I have more confidence in Deshaun Watson bouncing back than Russell Wilson. And I could be wrong, but we'll see what happens. Um, The offensive line was bad last year, very bad. So they went out and threw a bunch of money at Mike McGlinchey and Ben Powers. That's going to help out a lot, obviously. They probably need rookie wide receiver Marvin Mims to step up a second round pick um, because KJ Hamler, had to, I don't know if he retired, but he took a step away from the team for a health issue, so hopefully he's fine. But Tim Patrick's out for the year too, as I mentioned. So he's like your wide receiver three now. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, still your one and two. Their defense still looks good. They have a good mixture of vets, you know, veterans that are still in their prime and just young guys that are very good. Pat Sertan comes to mind, one of the best corners in football now. They even have Frank Clark now. Zach Allen was added. Nick Bonito in year two. I forgot Baron Browning was there. I was a big fan of his. I like Baron Browning. He's already out with an injury, but I was a big fan of his in college. I hope he's fine. Um, Randy Gregory from the Cowboys. Justin Simmons. Kareem Jackson. Oh my gosh, he must be like 35 by now. He is 35 years old. Wow. So Kareem Jackson's still out there playing starting safety in the NFL at 35. That's pretty cool. So yeah, this defense could be good. I could definitely see that happening. So the offensive line's a big thing for this team. There's a lot of talent there. Lloyd Cushenberry has to be better at center, but I like Quinn Miners a lot. Even Cam Fleming as a swing tackle, as a backup's very good. So once again, I could see where this works out, but I just, I'm not bullish on Russell Wilson turning into Seattle Russ. But listen, we've seen Sean Payton have plenty of success with a smaller quarterback in the past in Drew Brees. Not the same exact player, of course, but I could be wrong. And lastly, the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm like the biggest Raider hater out there. I've kind of been that way since I've been making content in 2018. Like, I just always have nothing good to say about them. But, like, their defense is atrocious. Outside of Max Crosby, I don't know what defender on this team is good. I shouldn't say good, but great. Like, there's only one guy worth really caring about there. Is Jimmy Garoppolo even healthy? Like they almost didn't sign him because of the foot surgery. So is he even healthy? Can he be healthy? Like you have four great players. You have Max Crosby. You have Colton Miller. You have Devontae Adams. And Josh Jacobs, who's still, I don't think, even practicing for this team yet. I think he'll play, but still not practicing. But outside of that, I don't know what players are great on this team, right? You let Derek Carr go. Darren Waller's gone. Matt Collins went to the Falcons. Denzel Perriman, we just talked about. I do like Tyree Wilson, a massive ceiling. Could be a bust, of course, but, like, just massive ceiling. Could be one of the best edge rushers in football one day. If you want to argue and still say Chandler Jones is elite, okay. Didn't have the best year last year, but okay. I can see that. I mean, we've kind of seen this movie before, how in the first year of Josh McDaniels with the Broncos back in, like, the early 2010s, he had a great year, and then, of course, in year two, it all just fell apart. So I I could see a similar thing happen here. I am concerned about Garoppolo's health. I am concerned about the defense especially, the secondary. So maybe five and 12 is a bit much. Maybe it should be like six or seven, but whatever. I'm going to put the Raiders at five and 12. Anyway, that'll do it for the video. I hope you guys enjoyed. Once again, I will have the NFC next week at some point, the predictions for the NFC. Then after that, we'll do the playoff and Super Bowl picks, which should be fun. So I hope you guys enjoyed the video. Leave a like once again, and I'll talk to you guys next time.